Hello and welcome. This is The Equalizers, a weekly podcast that sets out to give the entirety of Western film another shot. It's okay. Ooh, I already fucked that up. It's okay. No, no. This is in the episode. <laughs> Alright. This is in the episode. This is in the episode? Alright. As always, I am joined by the... We're, we're, only, we're only bringing our true selves to this project. As always, I'm joined by the incomparable Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? How about you, how about you Mike Noel? I'm in great form. My desk is a little creaky, and I'm pretty sure is going to go completely over you and all of your really lovely talking. Yeah, but this is it's our, our true, true self. self remember, just we being can't. honest, honest people right now. This is magical. Hey, you know what else is magical? No, tell uh, me, Madison. So what, what's magical? Never Neverland, as in, as in, the Never Neverland that is in Hook, the movie, the Robin Williams smash hit. You mean the 1991 Steven Spielberg project that saw Robin Williams as adult Peter Pan? Yes, exactly that. And Bob Hoskins as Smee. Yeah, and, three more, three more actors. And Dustin. I can see, I can see your glasses. Close IMDb and then name three more people that are in this movie. <laughs> um, there's a, a Dustin Diamond as uh, Kevin. Yeah, I, I can still see you didn't close the window. Yes, I can right. see the reflection in your glasses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, there's, um, the, the, there's Jack, you know. Cause, yeah, that's not an actor. Yeah. You know who, you know, Jack, like, you know, fun fact, Jack yeah. is another Robin Williams film. Yes, it is. You know, what's another fun fact? Jimmy Buffett has an uncredited role in this movie. I know. He's one of the pirates at the beginning who tries to steal Robin Williams' shoes. Yeah, he's listed as shoe pirate or shoe thief pirate, if I remember correctly, on IMDb. What What? What? did Jimmy Buffett get, like, a little cameo? Did he, like, hear about this and was I mean, he, I gotta be in this? Probably. Pirates. He has some songs about pirates. Um, lives the beach life. Yeah, he loves that nautical flavor, so. He does. So, so shall we get started? on this podcast yeah so uh this podcast is myself and madison talking about movies and giving them sequels maybe prequels um sometimes we'll have guests who come on with their own idea like a pet project a sequel that they've been really wanting to pitch for a long time many episodes will be as this one is madison and i going head to head each with our own take on an idea for a sequel or a prequel some episodes will just riff from the beginning, and by the end of the episode, we'll have a pitch for a film. Uh, tonight, Madison and I will be head-to-head with Hook 2. We will begin with your pitch. Uh, the way this is going to work is Madison will give his pitch in its in- entirety, and he will have the floor, and when he is done, then I will ask questions. Uh, we can work through some of the things in it, you know, go deeper etc. But I will not be interrupting Madison while he pitches his movie. So let's begin. First of all, Madison, I, I do want to ask, is this a direct sequel as in made within the next few years, 92, 93, 94, or is it a more modern day sequel? It is a modern day sequel. It is literally however many years later. It was 91, right? So Yes, 1991. 20, how many? Yeah. It'd be nine to two thousand twenty-seven, roughly. Um, and uh, I'm gonna start with my title. All right. So, it I'm, I went with the um, the title 
number two, then a colon for this. Mm-hmm. And it is hook two, sneeze bounty. Oh, boy. <laughs> Again, sneeze bounty. So. <laughs> okay. I hate you. I hate you so much. So, where we left off with the first movie is Jack and Maggie are back home, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Peter Pan's kids. Also, I'm assuming everyone listening to this has right. seen the movie Hook. <laughs> I'll edit in a uh, brief synopsis okay. at the beginning. <laughs> All right. So. I'll just put it right in the middle of the introduction that you already completely okay. derailed. That sounds great. So, I'll start the introduction. If you don't interrupt me. It will be a clip of me doing a complete synopsis of the movie hook, the rest of our introduction, and yeah. then we'll carry on. I think you should put it in right here. Steven Spielberg's 1991 hook centers on Robin Williams as Peter Banning, businessman, not very good father, and adult Peter Pan with no memory of his time in Neverland. Peter and his family return to London to see Granny Wendy, Dame Maggie Smith, while there, the growing rift between Peter and his children widens just before they are taken prisoner by Captain Hook. Wendy tells Peter he must remember who he is and get his children back. Peter is then abducted by Tinkerbell, Julia Roberts, after his refusal to come with her back to Neverland. When Peter comes to, he's in Pirate Town, home of Captain Hook. Disguised, Peter boards the Jolly Roger and comes face to face with Hook, Dustin Hoffman. Seeing the sorry state his old enemy is in, Hook gives Peter three days to become the Pan again, or else his children will suffer the consequences. Peter falls overboard and is borne by mermaids to the Lost Boys camp. Peter trains with the Lost Boys while Hook institutes a plan to make Peter's children love him. Jack falls prey to this plan and becomes very fond of Hook and the pirate life. Peter's training doesn't go well, and it takes a blow to the head to jog the memories free. Now fully pan again, Peter and the Lost Boys go to war with Hook's pirates, ultimately leading to Peter and Hook in one final duel. Peter defeats Hook, and the great crocodile that Hook had before the movie takes place, killed and mounted as a clock tower, tumbles onto him, swallowing him whole. Peter chooses a new leader for the Lost Boys before he and his children return to London, where Peter is a changed man, choosing his family over the concerns of his business. And they all live happily ever after. Until. After I said that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, we left off with Jack and Maggie back home. The family Mm -hmm. home again, and Peter, uh, Peter Pan, Robin Williams, uh, has a better appreciation for just whimsy in general and spending time with his family. Um, Hook is dead from what we could tell the alligator clock it hit him or crocodile. Or is it a crocodile? Um, it is a crocodile. Okay. And the lost boys are now in charge of the town, I guess that's, that's how I took the ending of the movie. Um, so sure. The okay. first scene is, we enter back in on Neverland. We don't start in the real world. The Lost Boys are now like running the joint of that little pirate town okay. from the first movie, whatever the name of it was. Um, and everyone in town, for the most part, is like kids who have jobs in the town, but like are like everything the Lost Boys do, they're playing pretend, you know? So, like, there's a butcher, but he's not really slaughtering anything. He's pretending to go through the motions, just kind of like they do, you know? And there's, like, a carpenter, like, who's, like, <laughs> like not doing anything as well. Um, like, 
can there be two boys like carrying a, a fake board and a third exactly. boy exactly like, like, walks into this fake board that kind board. of stuff um, the no, one boy that it. Peter left in charge is now the mayor of Thudbutt, according Thudbutt. to IMDb. Yes. Classic cinema character. <laughs> much much beloved. Um, um, by the way, sidestep. Yeah, of never, course. I would never get the horrifying image of Thudbutt like, grabbing his ankles <laughs> and like rolling down like the plank thing. Like... He does it multiple times in the first movie, oh, yeah. and it's like it looks abnormal. Like the thing that I love about it is that not only does he do it multiple times, they show him like running up. So he does it the first time. They cut to somewhere else, and it's him like hustling up. Like their plan was, he's gonna do this, get up, run <laughs> over to this other side of the battlefield, and do it. Like this wasn't like a he did it. Oh look, here's another down ramp like right next to me. It was he had three targets. And he had to get it was just him like hustling along <laughs> it's very tactile it's the why he's in charge so yeah of course he's yeah. now the boy mayor of this city um and i i mentioned like all the pirates are also like locked up in this prison um that the kids have like arranged um i don't know what exactly that looks like but like I think in the prison they have mandatory things that they have to do that are like childlike, like mandatory like dance breaks, and they like are only ever fed candy or something like uh-huh. rehabilitation. Like we're trying to like make these like adults like be like kids again, you know, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And Smee is there as well in this prison. Um, so Smee, since the last movie, without his like like god sure. figure dr hook dr. or dr hook captain dr hook captain hook. um he didn't go to med school he went into the navy yeah um captain hook um since the last movie he's gone mad because he mm-hmm. hasn't had captain hook around for him to like grovel to you know mm-hmm. um so he's in like like this solitary confinement like area of the prison and I imagine that, like, he is seen and talking with the ghost of Captain Hook. Oh, okay. Like a hallucination of like, Hook. Like a hallucination. Or, like, okay. yeah. So, who is, like, telling him how to, like, plan that stage this escape attempt. Like, he, it's, I love like, it. Hook is telling him everything to do. And mm-hmm. he is doing it. Like, and... We don't really know, like, like at that point, like, if it's actually Smee doing it, like, mm-hmm. or if Captain Hook's ghost is actually, like, pulling the strings, you know? Like, I see. So, yeah, it's very much like a Hamlet's ghost yeah. kind of thing. Like, is it a ghost or is he... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, at this point, we make the logical transition back to the real world, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. Where um, we see Jack and Maggie as adults. Mm-hmm. Jack is a father and a coach of his boys' baseball team, and mm-hmm. Matthew is like a storybook writer. Um, nice. Neither neither have their memory of their time in Netherland, Neverland. Okay. Um, and I think Maggie's dilemma, like throughout this whole thing, like she's maybe like published a few storybooks uh, around Peter Pan, probably in Neverland. About not world. About not world. Yeah. Um, and. 
she's having like writer's block and like she has like this deadline and she has um <laughs> i think jack's problem um that we see here is that he's tries too hard at being a fun parent like kind of doing the like opposite of like what his dad was when he was a kid you know like he's too involved and like mm-hmm. too wanting to like Okay, so gotcha. Um, yeah. And I don't think his kids like necessarily like, they they like love him and everything, but like they don't take much interest in like playing pretend or playing games. You know, like they yeah. this is two thousand like eighteen at this point. You know, and are, how how old are his kids roughly? Would you? Say? I would say like teenagers, like like You're right. So the, eleven and like maybe 15. so they're starting to get I, to I, that I, age yeah. where because in the original. Moira says, you know, that there's these few special years where they're running to you for attention. Yeah. And so this is, Jack's kids are getting also to the point where, like, the 15-year-old like, I'm into girls now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, for the record, yeah. I know I said I wasn't going to interrupt, so I apologize. <laughs> a, a logical interruptions make sure. sense. Like, All right. Conversation, I think. Um, so, um, so, like, th- this whole thing mm-hmm. is, like, a very, like, role reversal, like I said. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's too involved. I think shortly after we do, like, introductions and we, like, see the kids, um, we learn sure. about the death of Peter yeah. Pan. Like, he's not around anymore. He, he died eventually um, and passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think they visit his grave um, at this point in the movie. And it says, like, something like, on to the next adventure or something like that, you know? like Bangarang. Yeah, Bangarang or something like that. Uh, Peter Bangarang Banning. Yeah. Um... And I think he's, like, buried next to Wendy, too, just for... Sure, of yeah. course. Um, and I think maybe they have a conversation about, like, how, like, the end of his life, he was always, like, so, like, youthful, even in old age. It was really hard to believe that he would ever die, you know? Like, cause since he mm-hmm. was so whimsical at that point, like, the experiences of the first movie really changed his life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so after we do all that... Um, I think we see Smee execute his like escape attempt in uh, uh, in Neverland. We see Smee execute the guards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just stabs them. He stabs these children. Um, um, and I think I think he does it like I, I just pictured the um, scene in Heavyweights um, mm-hmm. where Ben Stiller sure. like tricks like the kid with like the Hershey's Kiss foil, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and heavyweights has gone on the list for movies we should sequelize absolutely um and like something like that where like maybe like get some candy sure. and then like like knocks the kid out or something i don't know could uh could smee pretend to pick the lock yeah and then the door opens yeah like i think that's good i think that's good or like he convinces the kid to like unlock it and there's actually no key he the kid just like walks up to it and like goes (laughs) like yeah and that's when he like takes the kid hostage or something and like frees everybody unlocks all the the pirates and everything uh and he's like to the ships and everything so like they all like run and make a break for the ships um and they capture tinkerbell along and Mm -hmm. they use uh tink's fairy dust on the ships Right, like at the end of Peter Pan also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To make them fly. So the ships fly and start like lifting into the sky, making their way really high up 
just kind of like how we see like the entrance of Neverland, they're making their way for the exit of Neverland. Right. I imagine like this scene, like like the Lost Boys, once they get their bearings about like what's happening, there's this like epic air battle that with like the Lost Boys, they've like maybe like manufactured some like wooden like small like one person biplanes, mm-hmm. and they're like dropping like I don't know like cherry bombs and stuff down sure. on them, and like like biplanes and like bombers or something like it's cute and everything and maybe like they take one of the ships down or something but i think ultimately they are not successful what happens is smee leads these pirates out of neverland and into london breaking here 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 it comes okay breaking the barrier between the worlds and making them fuse together kind of uh, okay. and um with neverland yeah like it's like powers and like it's like everything where like kids never grow up and like all adults are pirates you know like that's they say that okay. like in the first movie where all adults are pirates um and it like bleeds um. into the real world and um so i think this at this point we cut back to like jack and maggie um like with their kids and they like change (laughs) um and i think maybe like they and like all the other parents in the neighborhood like start acting becoming pirates becoming pirates (laughs) oh my god this isn't a movie this is Uh, a fever so they all start becoming i mean Hook is kind of a fever dream. Like, let's be real. Like, it all it has all this like kind of like, like, it seems like all very fuzzy. That's kind of the point, the I think, for Peter's yeah. perspective. Like, it's supposed to seem like a weird hallucination. Yeah. So once this barrier has been broken, and like, I think we see like a scene where like the kids are like, "Dad, what's wrong?" And then they like, he starts like mm-hmm. to like attack them or something or. Uh, he like grabs like the younger one or something and like starts to like capture them mm-hmm. um and uh-huh. bring her uh, i'm gonna think that jack's youngest is like a girl i guess um and like brings sure. her to this point where like i think everyone like and all the adults are like going to this point and it's where the pirate ships are mm-hmm. and they are rounding up all the kids to like imprison them and be like they're forced to labor i guess kind of like some like sure because i remember they used to like capture kids like, there's that whole scene where like maggie being in that room with all the captured lost boys for that like mm-hmm. yeah it's like I, knew, very... I knew she was in a room but i didn't know i didn't actually ever think about those might be captured yeah. lost boys but um so like they do that and i think at this point like jack's oldest which i should probably give a name jackie fair enough um Fair enough. Uh, Jackie um, is left at the house. He's like, what the, what, are we cussing on the podcast? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck happened? What's going on? And at this point, like, I think, like, the Lost Boys, like, crash down onto the uh-huh. house. Because I think they would know where Peter Pan lives, I think. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's ways, like, they can smell the fairy dust or something. Yeah, like... Yeah, it has a, it's a harsh stink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 This episode isn't going to be called like it's going to be called the harsh stake of fairy dust. Uh, and um, 
they're like, where's, uh, they're like, where's Peter? Where's Peter? We need him. It's me and all the pirates are like, they, they're, they're here and shit. And that fucking homeless guy from Jumanji's like, oh, I saw Peter Banning <laughs> over on Adams Street. He's like, yeah, like, oh, where's Peter? We need him to like defeat the pirates. And then like, Jackie's like. Now, just to be clear, this is Jack Jr., right? Because this is Jack Jr. Okay. I just want to because naming him Jack Jr. to get mixed up with Jack, if you don't. Yeah, I'll say uh, JJ. JJ, I love it. JJ. Okay, uh, JJ is like Peter Pan's or Grandpa's dead, and then I think th- at this point the pirates are trying to raid the house because they're trying to look for Peter Pan too to like capture mm-hmm. him. Um, there's nowhere to be found. Uh, the Lost Boys and JJ escape and then try to form a plan to defeat the pirates. Um, I think the pirates learn that, like, the Pan, Peter Pan is dead, okay. too, and uh, they, like, have this huge, like, celebration, like, the Pan is dead, the Pan is dead, the Pan is dead, like, whatever. And they have this big party uh, in celebration where the Lost Boys do the thing where they, like, try to infiltrate to, like, learn, like, what their plan is and everything. Uh, they do like maybe like the thing where they're like mm-hmm. the adult in a trench coat again in the first movie classic yeah sure just making a call back and no no that's a classic kids in a trench coat kids in a trench coat yeah and then i'm gather my thought here you're fine this is where my notes get way more vague <laughs> if you can't tell this is where the fever really sets in yeah and i think they like learn that like smee is trying to like raise captain hook from the dead basically and they needed they needed to come they needed to come back here to get uh because i think he knows like some ritual or something yeah, of course. or like hook the ghost hook who's speaking to him this entire time like and uh told him some sort of seaman's tale of if you like use the blood of the person who slayed you then you can bring someone back to life so, um, they came here to body or like to kill Peter Pan, but they learned that he's already dead. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, they have this big party that they learn that Pan is dead and everything, but like Smee's like really pissed because he's like, well, What do I do now? Like, and then they look at the grandchild, they're like, This person's blood, same blood, right? And they like cut the kid's hand open and like do it. And um, I'm lost. I'm lost. <laughs> You're lost, boy. I'm a lost boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was on board up until <laughs> the resurrection of Captain. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I started to I started to think <laughs> maybe there wasn't something. Here. I don't think there is something here. No, I like, I kind of like the reversal of, like, they come to the real world. Well, I say real in quotes, like, to London. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Maggie doesn't turn into a pirate, because she writes children's books. She's still got a little bit of, like, child left in her. Yeah. I mean, you could go super literal, and she could be pregnant, because then there'd literally be a child in her. And that's why she didn't turn into a pirate. Yeah. But even then, you've still got... How are they going to stop all the pirates? All right, so 
where do we go from there then concepts probably like a general like what's it about i think then i think once we know like what the movie's about then yeah. an ending kind of so is this itself. the point in the podcast where we like talk about like how do we make this work better or something yeah like yeah and then after that we'll do my pitch and then we'll finish we'll end it although yeah. i think spoilers i think you'll find a few things that are in your in your your pitch <laughs> not the <laughs> Yeah, not the blood sacrifice to resurrect the ghost of Captain <laughs> But, so, <clears throat> I like, I like this idea at the beginning of, man, I don't know, like, yeah, adults ruin everything, kind of, is good. I like, I like Jack and Matt, or Jack specifically learning the lesson yeah. too well. Um, I like, I like them coming back coming from Neverland to London. I think that's that's cool. I I think that there's an interesting idea where they're trying to stop the pirates but like without actually like doing any kind of Neverland stuff. And at some point it's like, well yeah, like but they've broke so like we've got fairies and I don't know if you, I assume you don't want to use the extremely racist and insensitive Native American portrayals from the Peter Pan mythos. Not really. No thanks. Because that would be the mermaids, though. Like, I think that they, they come to realize at some point, like, I don't know. Like, being a kid is what I think would win the day. Yeah. yeah. Which is what the story is, right? And so I think, yeah, I think that's Jack's, JJ's arc is maybe. He's like, is like yeah, like he's going on an adventure and, and i i don't know about like leaning too hard into like everybody's on their cell phones these days and all, oh, all these you know ooh, he's on youtube <laughs> eating a tide pod or whatever but like but you know what i mean like generally these days a lot of kids have video games and electronic stuff and i'm not saying that's bad it's but empirically they're not like going out and like just fucking running around and like I don't know, hitting each other with wiffle ball bats. Just to feel something for That's what they have. Like, they can't go inside for another two hours. Feel something real for half a second. Yeah. (laughs) Just to feel You know, all those kids out there doing heroin just to feel something. Um, No, but I think that's an, I think that's an angle, like an arc for JJ is like. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of the arc. I think think there could definitely be like a a parallel to that. It's like. I think you differentiate it by JJ learning this for the first time like peter's was like rediscovering jj's is like being a kid is awesome like i don't know why i want to like yeah there, there should be like like a scene where like he's with the lost boys and the lost boys are like hell yeah they're like dancing <laughs> throwing their like technicolor like moon pies at because mm-hmm. i think like that magic like bleeds into like this this world uh, act of pretending like yeah. becomes more powerful once the the, the barrier is broken um sure. and but and like jack's like the fuck are you guys doing or or jj is like what the fuck are you guys doing like he doesn't know how to play like that you know or use his imagination he's like on his cell phone he's trying to get like a signal or something or like he's like yeah i uh there's a scene in an episode of the show community where troy or abed is putting tinsel over troy and he's singing oh christmas troy oh christmas troy and like he's making up all your christmas tree and the joel McHale character comes in and goes why do you guys do stuff like this and then troy shrugs and goes because it's fun and like i think that's a thing of like 
he comes outside and like I don't know one of the lost boys is they're seeing like how yeah, many like, acorns they can fucking like pack into their sheets and he's like what like they're trying to bit a baseball there's totally a scene where they like go into like a 7-Eleven and they like, like discover like what Cheez-Its are and like yeah. they're like, shoving them oh, in their mouth and, like the spray, spray cheese. cheese yeah like all that kind of shit like cosmic brownies just like oh yeah uh just out there like no i think that's good so then they try to like yeah so they can't like they try to stop the pirates by like espionage like all these like really serious me like things that jj's like this is what you have to like we need we need to spy JJ, we need jj gets a gun <laughs> well yeah but i mean that's what he's like he's like we need guns like we're, we're not gonna f- be all like we're not gonna say the day with slingshots and like like just tucking your legs behind <laughs> your head and bowling them over like that's not how the real world works and then his arc is kind of like learning to be a kid and that's when like he's like well we'll, we'll get the mermaids and we'll get like all this other stuff from Neverland yeah. because now that the wall's down and the twist narnia is here too it just broke as all the, the walls. Land, like comes down and he's like, what the shit is this? <laughs> I don't remember this being it's in the it's Bible. It's like Liam Neeson impression. What the shit is this? Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I don't know where we get to like the end of it. Like, I, I don't know like what like the logical end. Like, I think they defeat the pirates. And... Also, Smee doesn't really have a bounty. It's true. Maybe, maybe the... The prim, like, he comes here because Hook's like, you know, we basically just trade the same gold back and forth between us and the Lost Boys. Like, yeah. But out there is like an entire world full of like money. <laughs> and so that's like, Smee like leads them to the real world in quotes on the promise of like, hey, you know how like we basically, there's only like $10,000 on Neverland? Yeah. Because it's one little island. Yeah. How about, like, if you just, like, credit card or something? <laughs> like... <laughs> that could be, actually, that could be funny. It's like, Jack, JJ, I mean, convinces the pirates. He's like, at one point, he's like, nobody, like, has gold. This, you want money, this is what you do. And it's just, the next scene is all these pirates standing in line at a bank, filling out, like, credit card applications and loan approved, like, loan uh, requests. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I think they just, like... At the end, and they like defeat the yeah, pirates I mean, they, somehow. Like, I think they just drive I think, them I think, out. Yeah, like, like spoiler. Yeah. This is like a this is a this is a family movie. Like, yeah, like, sure. the, the good the the good Lost Boys are gonna win, and everything's gonna be back to normal. Maybe like they are trying to like, yeah. I think they're just trying to take over the yeah. real world, right? And they're doing like that the best way they can. Um, as good as my like Captain Hook blood sacrifice was, I think uh, that that gets thrown in the yeah, dumpster. It's... And they like are trying to take over the world, and then like Jack, they have a like kind of a similar battle at the end, and they like JJ have this like moment at the end. Maybe like he breaks the Neverland spell, letting mm-hmm. like maybe like trying to have fun with his kid or whatever. Like his moment of throwing, like they they're throwing like sure. like a ball back and forth, like trying to hit each other with it, and they each keep catching it, and then it turns into this like game of like catch between father and son and it breaks the spell <laughs> maybe yeah okay well let's with with that's i mean that, yeah that works when you when you set the bar at Mr. Smee trying to blood sacrifice a child to resurrect the ghost of Captain Hook. That's true. Not much else you say is going to top that bar. Like, all right, so shall we move we on? We should move on. All right. My pitch is called 
Children of Pan. And that is not the right document. It's a weird, All right, so, it's a weird uh, subtitle. No, it's not Hook 2. It's just Children of Pan. No, no I was saying that uh, that's not the right document. is isn't a good subtitle. Oh, yeah, you know, I, that's why, that's what I was saying. You know, I had a, the crisis of faith that my, my movie was working. <laughs> when I <laughs> That's not the right document. Okay, so... Um, this is for me. This is much more Moira's oh, movie. Oh, like the, the 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 mother, the wife. Yeah, Jack and Maggie are going to their their stories. They get the more kind of Neverland adventure. Like they go on an adventure, um, and a lot of their stuff is that they're dealing with kind of the frankly horrific events of Hook. Like if you look at what happens to Jack and Maggie as children in this movie, it's kind of like traumatizing. They're kidnapped in the middle of the night by pirates. They have to go to this place that, like, they have to wrap their heads around the fact that Neverland exists. Jack forgets his family exists and is about to let a dude cut his hand off so he can be a pirate. Maggie, like, refuses to go along with this, like, Hook's plan. And so she's locked in a room for three days in the same pair of clothes. And they forget who they are. Jack does, I mean, but I don't think Maggie does. uh, When they come back and they're in the room again, they're like, (laughs) Who's this mm-hmm. lady? And Maggie's like, I don't know, but she's like really pretty or something. They like don't know who their mother is when they come back. Yeah, they forgot. Like, and so, um, so on the start of the characters, Jack is 40. Uh, he's married and his first child, who they're going to name it Pete, uh, is on the way. Uh, he and Maggie are still close, but his wife, who I just named Hannah to have a name, uh, is worried that Maggie won't be a good influence on their child and is pressing him to talk to her about it. Uh, Maggie is 33, divorced once, has aggressive night terrors, anxiety, PTSD, um, because her experience was more, like, dark. Um, She mostly covers, like, mostly handles that by drinking way, way, way too much, um, which is why uh, Hannah is trying to get Jack to kind of, like, she doesn't think that's going to be a good influence on their kid. Um, Jack doesn't want to as much because he kind of understands like, in my movie, they remember. They remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, Jack's thing has basically kind of been repressing. Like, he just doesn't... Like, he thinks he was like... You know, it was kind of terrible, I guess. But, like, just... Yeah, I, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, I, I handled it. Um, he does have navophobia, which is fear of boats and sailing. Uh, <laughs> it's not a huge thing, but like, the way Peter is uncomfortable flying in the first one, okay. um, Jack is averse to boats and sailing. Um, he sometimes drinks too much, but it's not a big deal. And Moira. Moira is 57. I will get to her kind of in a second because setting up the movie is um, next. Two notes. In my pitch, which I don't really have this written down anywhere, but just for the record, they told everyone that the kids were kidnapped by a weird Peter Pan fan. Okay. And when the person found out that, like, the police were, like, on them, they just, like, let them go. And that's how Peter just randomly found his two kids after three days. And Toodles, because at the end of the movie, Toodles, like, flies out the window and goes back to Neverland. Um, which I didn't know that. I was reading online, like, looking up stuff about him for this because I couldn't re- – I didn't know what happened. Apparently, he went back to Neverland. Like, that was the thing. I thought he was just, like, out for a little bit of a fly and was going to come back. Like, yeah. I never thought about the fact that he probably just went home. Because I didn't, you really don't know what happens mm-hmm. with him, like, or, like, at least from looking at the movie. Because I felt sure. like either he's, he's probably dead at this point. Yeah. Like, um, and, like, he was going to be in, like, next to Wendy, like, buried. 
or maybe he's not there because maybe he went back to Neverland. It was never really like clear uh, what happened. So, so basically, um, they kept ever they kept the whole thing secret. Like Moira watched Toodles fly, mm-hmm. and I in my pitch they kind of eventually convinced her it was just a weird like hallucination. Like she was so she was so full of grief. And suddenly, like, her kids are back. And just, like, her mind kind of went while, like, Toodles is gone. Like, he left for an unexplained reason because that's not super important in this plot. So we open the movie and Peter has died. His kids find out via phone call. Uh, Jack is with his wife. Maggie is at a club <laughs> dancing to some deep bass, mostly for the image of the da- well, the crowd, like, jumping up and down dancing. And from a top, and we see Maggie in the middle of them crowing. Oh, that's great. Uh, Jack and Maggie return to London to Granny Wendy's house where Peter and Moira have been living since her death and their children moved away. Uh, when they land both, like, they land on from different airplanes, but together, basically, and meet up. Uh, they turn on their phones and Moira has called them, like, a hundred times, screaming and crying in incoherent ramblings that he's gone. Uh, and they share a moment of concern. Uh, they arrive at the house to find Moira there with a doctor, and the doctor's giving her something to help her sleep, in quotes. Uh, they learn that she was calling them from the funeral home. Peter's body has gone missing. A heavily misspelled and nearly illegible letter was left where the body should have been and says Peter was brought home. It was signed TLB with a hook like circled and struck through it, the Lost Boys flag, when they go to war at the end of yeah. the first one. Moira returned to the house and tore it apart looking for the body, thinking some weirdo stole his body and like, hid it in the house. Jack and Maggie obviously know what's up. Uh, Jack is stunned, and Maggie looks like visibly scared. Um, we hear Hook's voice faintly on the wind calling Jack's name, but only Jack reacts to it. Moira wakes up distraught, and Jack promises they'll find Peter's body. Uh, neither of them can fly. Jack can hover a bit, but not enough. And they share a toast over Peter's memory. This is Jack and Maggie. I, I cut some sentences out of here to make it like shorter. They kind of Moira goes back to sleep, and Jack and Maggie go to have, like, a, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, how are we going to get him back? Share a toast. I imagine Bangarang is their toast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, cut to Maggie passed out and Jack drunk staring at a painting of a young Peter Pan. Tinkerbell's yeah. um, voice is heard calling Jack's name. Jack begins muttering, please be real, please be real, please be real. Uh, it is real. And Tink tells Jack she just found out that the Lost Boys are done. She's here to bring Jack and Maggie to Neverland. Jack gets unsteadily to his feet and falls over unconscious. The next morning, they are set to go. When Moira walks in and catches them, she thinks Tink is a hallucination and starts to freak out. Jack tries to explain, which doesn't help at all, and Maggie tells Tink just dust her too, and collectively, the four of them fly off to Neverland. Oh, so Moira Um, goes too. Yes. In Act 2, they land in the Lost Boys' camp, which is quiet and deserted. From somewhere in the distance, they hear a somber bangerang. Following it, they find the Lost Boys holding a service for Peter uh, with the body like like on a table, like in sight. Um, Moira tries to get to it. Um, the Lost Boys turn on her with daggers and slingshots. Jack tries to hold her back while Maggie jumps in front of her, crowing. Uh, this buys them the second of hesitation. Tink needs to smooth it over, explaining who they are. Uh, there's a standoff for the body, and a deal is struck. If the Bangs can complete a quest worthy of the pan, they can have him. A quest that the Lost Boys have failed to complete so far. Stealing okay. Hook's hook from his burial site. Uh, hook is laying in his bed on his ship. Uh, the ship is in the middle of a floating ship city. So, like... Venice, but if it was made of pirate ships. 
Got it. The central ship being where Hook's old ship, with Hook being entombed in the like captain's cabin. The party will have to infiltrate the city, get to the ship, get the Hook, and escape. A lot of corpses just like been yeah. on display so far. They can't fly in because that's not a game. Like the Lost Boys are adamant, like no, like you can't just fly in to the middle of this thing, grab the Hook. Like we could have done that. The game is doing it like the hard way steal the hook a lost boy will come with them to make sure they play right but they can't send a boy because he won't blend in they decide to send two old uh we discover they're talking about toodles um i have i've written down here played by jim broadbent because the guy who played toodles is dead yeah um Jim broadbent uh have you ever seen hot fuzz oh yeah he's the captain of the police like the of the small town police nick frost's dad that's Jim Broadbent. They also make Moira stay with them as, in quotes, collaborative instead of collateral. <laughs> so from here, it's two stories, like the two intertwining. Um, the first is the main one, I think, is Moira uh, being with the Lost Boys, trying to kind of find her footing here, trying to come to terms with the fact that she, maybe she never knew Peter at all. Peter came to live with them when they were both very young. And arguably were like they were inseparable best friends even before they fell in love and married. Like she knows everything about Peter. Except now, here is yeah. like originally the idea that he was adopted and like he had this whole like, you know, life before didn't bother her because there was no way it was ever gonna come back. Like he was presumably abandoned or he was given up for adoption or something. Like no one there was no secret past that was gonna come back and take a hold of Peter because there was no no past for him. And now suddenly it's like, no, there's a huge whole other thing about his life that she never knew. She's trying to convince the Lost Boys that he belongs with his family. Largely, we're going to get to the denouement there with Tink. Oh, yeah. um, she and Tink are super weird yeah. around each other because they each, like, Moira sees Tink as the other woman. And Tink is not jealous i think it's more sad yeah like here is the woman that peter pan chose over her and so they each have this like it's not like i'm jealous of you it's like i don't have to be it's, yeah friend. it's just like they're weird around each other because like it's nobody's fault yeah. but it sucks Right, they come to realize uh, they come to realize there was enough room in peter's heart for both of them is what i have written down that bit, I, I elaborate. Tink confesses uh, confesses to kissing him in Hook, uh, but that he chose Moira. Moira tells her that after Hook, Peter was the, was the, quote, I like this bit, quote, the last to stop clapping in any room, and that one time he overheard a man say that he didn't believe in fairies, and Peter chased him down the street clapping. <laughs> Which, imagining Robin Williams in Hook chasing a man down the street, like clapping at him, I really like the visual of. So, like, Moira's telling him this story, and she starts, like, laughing and kind of crying, and then she'll shine, and all of the lost boys are just, like, sitting in front of her, like, story. Oh, it's like Wendy. And they ask her for, they ask her for more stories about Peter, and one little boy comes up and, like, hands her a torn shirt and asks her if he knows how to, if she knows how to fix it. Moira's arc in this, because I've saved some of that, is that in, in this movie for a little while, Moira is adrift. Uh, she and Peter were inseparable from the day they met. Even beyond marriage, Peter was this, like, fixture in her life. They knew everything about each other. Like, he was always there. And now he's gone. Grandma Wendy's gone. Everybody, every part of her, her kids are grown up and moved away. Like, she's just, like, adrift now. Um, and so that kind of her story here is found through that. Like, yeah. she 
basically, and also the Wendy angle, of course, like she becomes their mother. The second arc is Jack, Maggie, and Too Old. Uh, they need to get onto the ship, uh, a pirate, which is now like a pirate tourist attraction. And people, it's, I don't want to use the word Mecca because that's oversimplification. It is a place that most pirates come to to pay respects to the pirate. Yeah, got it. It's like, this is, Cook was the most piratey pirate yeah. of the pirates. Yeah, and so they come here to pay respect. Um, it is the most secure and observed bit of the fleet. Uh, this will require pinpoint accuracy. The problem here with them is going to be time. There's a waiting period to visit the ship. Throughout the Jack and Maggie's part of the story, Jack is more and more plagued by, wait for it, a hallucination of Hook. Oh my god. Talking to him like he's the he's the devil on the shoulder, like all the things that Jack has like repressed, all of these like guilt, anything. Hook's just is like chipping at him and chipping at him and chipping at him. Also the fact that they're on a floating city and Jack has navophobia is like really putting him on edge. Um, counter that with Maggie is now suddenly like, I mean, she's basically just been thrusted back into the site of her trauma, like the trauma that has put her on this path. Like she's now in it again. And she's on a floating city surrounded by alcohol. Yeah. Too old is silent, but judgy for most of it. I mean, there's, I imagine some hijinks ensue like nondescript hijinks that I didn't outline, but things were like Maggie gets too drunk and maybe starts to like say a little too much that like maybe they're not pirates or Jack starts like snapping at thin air, like yelling at thin air or something. And like, they're drawing too much attention. It's, it's becoming a problem. The night before they're going to get to go to hook hooks room. Maggie is being really sloppy. Jack isn't facing reality. They're at jeopardy of losing everything. So tool kind of snaps and he is just, the problem isn't that they're broken. And he's like, look around. It's Neverland. Everyone here is broken. The problem is you won't admit it, at least to yourself. Like, it's okay to be broken, but if you try to pretend you're not, it's dangerous at some to some extent. So Too Old leaves them, and Jack and Maggie share their, quote, starkly frank and honest conversation. Jack talks about how Maggie doesn't remember a lot of Peter Banning, because she was like seven when the hook happened like she mostly grew up under the new fun peter yeah um uh maggie counters that jack kind of got a pampered adventure like uh quote let me see maggie says ignoring something like that doesn't help jack says should i so i should drink to forget and maggie basically is like yeah it's a distraction she was i was kidnapped and held captive by pirates for three days because i wouldn't buy their bullshit I'm sorry if my experience wasn't storybook enough for you, Jack, but some of us didn't get to play baseball and fuck up a watch shot. <laughs> uh, Jack asks what she gets from this. She says she gets to sleep at night, and Jack says at the cost of your future, of Pete's. And then it's like, oh no, and she's, he basically then tells Maggie what Hannah wants him to do. She asks if he's going to, and he says, I'm seriously considering it. End of Act 2. Uh, in Act 3, Maggie semi-drunkenly wakes up Jack and Tool at the crack of dawn the next morning for the mission. Both seem disappointed and disgusted, respectively. They get to the ship, and there are no guards. Turns out Maggie drank the guards under the table. <laughs> Tool is impressed. Jack comments something similar, and Maggie says, well, if I'm going to stop drinking, might as well have my last night out be worth something. The idea is that she is going to give up drinking for her nephew. Um, can't run forever. Even Dad learned that. Uh, they get into the room, which is accessible behind a large bronze statue of Mr. Smee. They, yeah, and there's Hook's body. Uh, it starts talking to Jack. Like, the body is, like, looking at him and talking to him. And 
taunting him, saying all the things he secretly thinks, some things he never even told Maggie. Jack starts to melt down. Before he's about to just finally melt down, he just starts telling Maggie these things, like saying the secrets out loud. He admits the darkness, the deeper unaddressed part is guilt, guilt that not only did he forget his family, he liked it. He liked being a pirate. And he, you know, says it wasn't even like if it had been a lost boy, then fine. Like, yeah, dad was Peter Pan. Like there's, but I liked being a pirate. Yeah. Um, Maggie pulls him into a hug and says, you know who else liked it here more than out there? Peter Pan. But you chose us, Jack. Uh, the hallucination hook is gone. They grab the hook and go. I mean, there's, it's, there's more to it there. Like I'm, I'm kind of breezing through. Like, it's not just like, we got to get the hook. And they're in their room for like five minutes. <laughs> um, they return to the Lost Boys camp and find Moira is running after the boys. She knows all their names and they're heeding her. Uh, two old teams amused and the children are like, she learned their names. She's telling them what to do. She's, and then two old says their mother, uh, Jack and Maggie present the hook to the leader who may or may not still be thud, but I mean, it can't be the same actor, yeah. but, uh, Moira speaks up. Peter belongs here with his family. Jack and Maggie can always visit are always welcome, but they don't need her anymore. These boys need a mother. These children of pan. There is much family as the Bannings. The Bannings share a moment with the body before it's entombed in Wendy's house, the like tree or whatever, like boat on Neverland. And Jack and Maggie fly home. They land and Jack's phone is ringing. He answers and Hannah is giving, because Hannah's giving birth. Um, they talk about a taxi before they share a look and they fly <laughs> to the hospital. Uh, Maggie is there and sober for the birth of Pete. Maggie's allowed to hold Pete. Hannah asks Jack if he's sure she's going to stay sober. We see that look. We see the look Maggie is giving baby Pete. And Jack says, I'm sure, end. Okay. I think the very end is a little loose. Because they, the, they give him the hook. Mara's like, no, he stays here, and I am too. And there's like, okay, bye, Mom. It, it would be like, I, I, Jack and Maggie like don't really like, have any, like, I mean, I, most of their, like, turmoil and, like, their arc in the, in the movie seems to be, like, mm -hmm. inner, inner problems than things being yeah. external in the world trying to prevent them from what they're doing um because they mm -hmm. none of the pirates try to stop them from getting the hook or anything like they're yeah. disguised as pirates i guess was yeah. a thing that i should have said I, more explicitly like, i think i think maybe in like disguise. in that scene like something breaks like like they find out or something and then at least that that would at least provide some sort of like action i think to yeah. it like we're like they're outrunning sure. the pirates maybe they like use some of like the same tricks or like kitty tricks to like pirates or something sure so like getting out like maybe getting out of the city yeah, yeah. they get caught like because i could see toodles like trying to keep watch or like distract any guard that would probably be posted inside hook's room yeah. and maybe it doesn't quite work and they get probably because of jack and maggie's like coming to jesus moments yeah. in the room is like they're taking too long and they get caught yeah maybe like it's something what neither of our stories had, like, which I think was like an actual kind of like big moment in the in Hook, was when Maggie sings, you know, like in that song. Yeah. Maybe like that can be in placed in somewhere, like maybe she's singing that song or something, or like whistling it, and like one of the pirates is like, "Wait a minute," <laughs> and like that's how they recover. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett comes back. And is like is and he's wearing the brown shoes that he, they stole from Peter. All right, so forget everything I just said. I'm gonna pitch a whole new movie off the top of my head. It's gonna be Hook Two, 
Jimmy Buffett's time. time. <laughs> he has to be in the movie somewhere wearing those damn yeah. shoes. Yeah, no, like, I think that, and we, probably, we won't even, like, zoom in on the shoes or anything. Like, he'll just be wearing them. <laughs> but, I, and I think that that would be another fun little kind of wink to the movie, because we can't have Smee. Because Bob Hoskins has also died. Basically, everybody but Dustin Hoffman, who was in this movie, has died. And Moira is still alive. And also Granny Wendy, which I wanted... I wanted Peter to die of old age, but it's only been, like, 30 years since that movie came out. It's not even been 30 years. It's been, like, 20-something years. So, like, Peter Pan dying of old age at 65 or whatever doesn't really... Yeah. But, yeah, the natural progression to me was, like, well, it's a movie about Peter growing old. So what's... Older than old. Well, dead. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but no, I like, I think that that's a good point. I think Jimmy Buffett Pirate is there and hears Maggie singing that song. Maybe she's singing it to Jack while they're hugging. Yeah. Like she's softly singing it and Jimmy Buffett Pirate is the guard that Toodles is trying to like distract and yeah. he hears it. I think, I think that'd be good. Like just to add something to that like exit scene, I think. Like, yeah, no, that's a good, like, them having, like, an actual, now that they're, like, they're not healed, but now that they both, like, have come to terms with, like, what's going on and, like, how they're coping and that it's probably not healthy the way they're coping, they're, like, freer a little bit, and so now they get to have, like, a fucking sword fight, yeah. swashbuckling, I like that. boy adventure. Uh, yeah. I like that, too. I think that's a really satisfying yeah. conclusion to their that like you said also gives them like and because like the the to my mind the hijinks that, that ensue of them having to hang out on this boat city are like somewhat piratey and kind of lighthearted, but like tainted a little bit by the yeah. fact that it's yeah, the it's, way it, they're it's, i mean the whole movie like trauma you're, so yeah your your movie is very trauma filled and it's like that that's their this is these people's arcs is that like they're dealing with like the effects of this place it doesn't have like a lot of the camp or anything. This does not seem like a St- Steven Spielberg movie. True. This seems more like a, like a, um, um, maybe like Aaron, uh, like an Aronofsky film or something. Yeah, I was actually hoping he get Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro or like <laughs> like um, Aronofsky, like just like this idea of this like inner turmoil of like this like. Thing that I want us them before the. Movie. One day, I want us to return to this with, uh, and do repitch Hook 2, but as horror movies. As horror movies? Yeah. Man, we could do that. Uh, one one day. day. So those are both of our pitches for Hook 2. Um, one of them was more complete than the other. We won't say which one. It was... Uh, Let's leave it at this. One of them was more complete than the other. And the other had the blood sacrifice of a child to resurrect Captain Hook. The ghost of Captain Hook. Yeah, the ghost of Captain Hook. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for this pilot episode. It's a little uneven, but we're getting our feet. We're getting our sea legs, if you will. Yeah, our podcast away legs. Oh, muscles flexing, veiny flexing, trying their hardest. Nobody ever talks about it, but veiny flexing is my favorite Bond girl. Um, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll, and don't sacrifice a child to bring back Captain Hook.